only tried SoulCycle one time. SoulCycle? Guys, first, welcome to That's the Spirit podcast. Welcome to That's the Spirit. This is Steph. That's Robin. Hi. Let me just say something about SoulCycle. Go off, girl. I don't like it. Whew. I don't like it. It's a hot take right there. I think it's, I think it's upsetting. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you're doing a lot of stuff on a bike that you, if you tried it on like an actual bike, you, you'd die. You'd be an acrobat. You'd die. And it's also not good for you. It's bad for your back if you're doing things like, you know, push-ups on the handlebars. Hmm. Um, they don't really correct people's form a whole lot. You can get no. real hurt. Her I knees. I hated it more than anything in the world. It's way too hot in that room for me the room personally. Is hot and dark, and mm-hmm. they kept coming over and turning up my resistance. Yeah, that's not. And I would that's be like, okay. I don't want that. And nope. then at one point, I just stopped. I thought about lying and saying I'm having a medical emergency so I could get off, but I was locked into the bike. Yeah. <laughs> had I not been locked into the bike, I would have walked out of the room. Because you had like the cleats on? Yep. And I was yeah. like, well, guess what? I'm going to go at a child's pace. I do want to let you know that you're not locked into the bike. Really? You could have gotten off the bike. Mm. I'll show you how. That's okay. I never plan on doing it again. Okay. 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 Um, well, guys, uh, we're having a, a, a spring a spring day, first day of spring, that we'll be recording a podcast oh, on. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. No, the first day of spring was March 20th. Right. Anyway, everything's fine. <laughs> I cleaned my whole house. It's a beautiful day. Steph cleaned her whole house. She just made me a delicious fish for lunch. Thank it you. was a real treat. Thank you so much. I brought some cookies that I did not <sighs> make. Um, and Shout out to Tate's. Tate's. Woo. This uh, podcast is brought to you today by Boylan's, Tate's, and uh, Lemon Water. Yeah, and also we're sal- enjoying. Salmon. And also Salmon. Thank you to the noble mm-hmm. Salmon mm. for letting me eat of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've had a real time, real past couple days. Our website is almost fully up and running. Ugh, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Side note, my personal website is up and running. It looks great. <laughs> Thank you. There's nothing of note or use on it. I realized after you showed me yours and I like checked mine for the first time in an actual year, that it somehow, even though I made the website in like... 2014, it does look like I made it in, like, 1982. No, it looks good. It's really boring. It looks like an adult website. Not like that. Wit? <laughs> Everyone go check out stephagan.com if Steph you want to check out an adult, adult website. website. You're going to be very disappointed. Um, no, it looks very mature. <laughs> not what I want the vibe to be when people if visit you want my site. Me to jazz it up, just let me know and I'll go in and add yeah, a bunch of fun put some background zigzag colors. lines yep. in it. It's gonna look like the carpet at a laser tag center. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With like floating three <laughs> D yeah. text. A lot of like great. Oshkosh Bagosh primary colors. Yes, I love those primes. Yeah, it's good. Um yeah, I can zazz it up for you. Oh, man. Building a website or doing anything on the internet, is it's got to be my least favorite thing to do in the entire world. I don't mind it, but I am lazy about, you know, not just that, all things. So well, I don't really like to do anything. Except for talk about girls. Oh, my God. It's true. Because, man, who, who doesn't love talking about Wait, girls? Wait, so let me kick us off by reading a... You know, little casual text that we got from my baby sister oh, earlier man. this week. Um, <laughs> so last 
week, we had, Steph had talked about the inviting ghost hand. Mm Mm-hmm. And my tiny baby sister, Zoe, said, I've seen the inviting ghost hand. It happened when I was around six and woke up before everyone else. I went downstairs to the living room and was looking through a box of trinkets when the hand came through the open doorway to the kitchen. So the way our house is set up, there's just like two uh, doors off of our family room with no, you know, actual doors. They're just doorways. Anyway, so picture a disembodied hand poking through a a, a doorless entryway. So you just think, like, there's got to be a human on the other side of that. Yes, although when I'm picturing it in my mind, I see it as, like, long, um, like, Pan's Labyrinth hands. That's good. Like, shrimp on the end of fingers. Um, <laughs> so she says, I thought it was apparent, but no one responded when I said hello a couple times, so I walked into the kitchen and no one was there! Oh, I checked back no. upstairs and everyone was still asleep! Now, have you ever looked into, like, the history of your house? Because I know it's over 100 years old and mm-hmm. used to be a barn. Yes. So um, I've only a little bit, because um, I know that in like the seventies uh, there were teen boys living there because they left a lot of like scary in creepy the attic. stuff in our That's attic. Right. Um, also, for a second, I was like, "What were these teen boys doing living by themselves <laughs> in, a, in a house?" It was a it was a cool hangout yeah. spot for teen boys. Some horrible fate befall their parents and. Yeah, they were just, like, living a boxcar children novel in my house. (laughs) Um, Yeah, before that, though, I don't know. And honestly, I'm a bit too afraid to really look into it. Yeah, Um, because you guys also have that dream about there being a room between your rooms. rooms, Mm -hmm. Which is the coolest. I have variations on the same dream every night, and it's that I am either needing to go to or needing to get out of a secret room. You should do an escape the room. I've done one. I failed. I couldn't... I didn't finish the challenge. You just, well, I mean... I also don't like feeling it. captive. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anyone that does. Um, anyhow, I haven't researched it, but I guess I could if I want to really spook myself the next yeah. time I'm there. Go to, like, the town records office. be home for Easter. Maybe I should. Um, I'm definitely not going to the town records office. I don't know if that's, that's the name of the place. an easy way to discover, like... A murder happened in your house. Mm-hmm. Do you know the history of your parents' house? No, it was built in like the seventies. Oh, all right. Do you know the history of the land? No, mm. I should best, find that probably. out because I do find some weird stuff. Yeah, that house. Like uh, yeah. Tommy found an arrowhead once. In oh our yeah. Backyard. Yeah. Yeah. So prime spot for it. Yeah, it's pretty remote. Um, I don't know. I'm also kind of like, do I really want to know? I know. Do I want to know these dark, like, dark tales? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so when Zoe sent that text, it reminded me of another spooky story that I don't think I've told here that happened to me about, um, like, you know, I've mentioned before that my family goes to Block Island every year. And last year... Or two years ago, we were staying in a house that had, like, a couple of smaller cabins off of the main house. And I was like, I'm an adult. I'm going to sleep in my own cabin. Because it was (laughs) like, I don't know. I wanted to feel cool. And also, you know, I love being in a a privacy zone. Mm -hmm. But so picture this. It's, like, kind of the size of this apartment, except... Everyone picture the size of my apartment. All right. Come on. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's a small cabin. You walk in. There's just like a a medium-sized living room, um, no kitchen, a little, you know, 
sink area and like a bed and then above the bed there's a little loft up to a second bed um really tiny tiny bathroom not a lot in it anyway it also hadn't been taken care of by whoever was like you know cleaning up the house for the summer they only cleaned up the main house so it looked like a very nice modern apartment but everything was covered in spiders and spider webs oh god and so as much as I would have liked to be like, oh, I'm in my own, like, cool cabin where I feel comfortable sitting on the couch and watching TV, I did not because everything was covered in bugs and spiders. Oh, no. So I was like, all right, well, then I guess I'll just sleep in here. Like, I can't hang out on the couch in here or anything, so I'll just sleep in here and, like, the shower didn't work or anything. Anyway, I just, like, put my stuff down and was, like, setting, I don't know, setting stuff up. And I heard, like, the door open and close, and I thought I heard my mom go, May, because May is my middle yeah. name. And so I was like, yeah, what's up? Nothing. I, like, <gasps> walk out of the bedroom and look, and there's nobody there. <gasps> and I was just like, nope. No, no that's no, enough. No, no, so I go. just, like, took all my stuff, went back in the main house, and was like, nope. Oh, my not God. Not going to try that. Yeah. Have you, have you been back? Uh, not to that same house. You should no. check it out. I know. We stayed there a couple of years. Like, I, it's a beautiful house, but no fucking way will I ever sleep in those guest Jesus. houses. As long as there are spiders everywhere, come on. No, yeah, that doesn't make any Back sense at all. Back in that place before you rent it out for the summer. Come on. Uh, weirdly, last night, actually, I was leaving around, like, five, five or so, because, uh, me and my friend Jenna, hey, Jenna, mm. we went to an axe-throwing bar. Oh, man. So awesome. So fun. Uh, it's called Kick Axe, and it's in Park Slope, and it's really fun. Oh, I didn't fun. realize it was so close to here. Yeah, it's like a 20-minute walk. Shout out to... Kick Axe? Oh, no. James McLean, I feel like, is his name. Was that the He man? was the instructor that taught us to throw an axe. And guys, I'm terrified to, to report that I'm naturally very, very gifted at throwing an axe. Bullseye. Got a bullseye first time. Got the old uh, skill shot, first try. <laughs> and um, I don't know what kind of past life Somewhere training I have. in your past, there is some Highland Games Felt like champion. the most natural thing in the world. Yeah. And is further proof that I need to find the Viking and marry him. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Norseman. Yeah. My Norseman. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Imagine I'm leaving my apartment. Axes together. It's Sorry. the most erotic thing you can ever imagine. <laughs> I was leaving my house, and, like, I... I was at the bottom floor and about to open the door to leave. And there's like a the stairs and then a long hallway that has like the trash cans in yeah. it. And if you go all the way back there, there's it's very, very dark. There's no light. And there's like a door to I don't know what. Oh, no. And I was about to open the door and I heard just like this, Steph. <gasps> Shut the fuck up, dude. Why didn't yeah. you tell me this before I came here today? Because whenever, whenever anything truly scary happens, I'm just like, immediately, I'm like, that didn't happen. And then I just oh, leave. Oh, my fucking God. But yeah. And for a while, You're I was walking like. walking me out of here later. <laughs> I, I will walk you out. It really, really scared me. But it was so clearly my name. I hate that. Yeah. Wow, I hate that. Ooh, yeah. God, do I hate it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it either. And I know Were that this Were you wearing apartment... any haunted object or old no. jewel? No. Well, Not I at think all. something in 
your home home must have followed you. I'm forcing my roommate to throw out the garbage every single time now because I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere near there. You should force her to do it anyway. Yeah, this is your house. <laughs> Look at my cat. Maybe, Look at him. Maybe he learned how to whisper through his little cat mouth. It was horrible. <laughs> That's my impression of a cat saying your name. Yes. <laughs> wow, what a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah. It really you scared me. But then I just went and like learned how to throw axes. And I felt the endorphins, the adrenaline after mm-hmm. that. I felt so alive. I felt like after I went skydiving. Yeah. I was like, I'm invincible. I'm invincible now. I really want to go and see you hit a bullseye throwing an axe. As soon as, though, as I got cocky, and as soon as I was like, now I can't ever be bad, then I kind of lost it. Kind of like Beer Pong. For a little while. Shout out to Beer Pong. (laughs) But then it came back as soon as I was like, you don't care. You don't care about this. Don't yeah, you worry, just have girl. To talk yourself through it. Yeah. Also, they do let you scream skill shot before you try it. So fun. Is it indoors? Yeah. Dangerous. Oh, it's actually where Littlefield used to be. Oh R.I.P. Littlefield. I really miss you. My roommate today was talking about a bar she went to last night, and I looked it up, and it's on the site of one of my favorite former bars, Lulu's. That oh yeah, where they yeah. used to give you the free pizza with every drink. Oh man, oh, that's dangerous. Sad. Well, God. Yeah, I forgot Littlefield's gone. All the good places are gone. and Rye is gone. The Lodge is gone. Walked past Royal Oak Fada last night. It was closed. Uh, Royal Oak. It's all going to be gone. replaced by, like, artisanal milk joints and... Vape juice shops. Oh, God. <laughs> Candles made out of real lard. What's your It's going to, like, come all the way back Flame of vape juice. It's got to be a... Uh, I like or- original flavor. Oof, just yeah. but also um, just a, a nice blood orange. Mmm, yeah, that is good. To be for clear, I'm not really sure what you spring. mean by vape juice. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, I have no idea what that is. It's one of the most popular kinds of uh, establishment in Brooklyn right now. You know, Are you e-cigarettes, me? vapes. Yes, people who like smoke e-cigarettes. Oh, stuff that that's they put what in Patrick it. buys. Pat, so my little oh my brother God, uses them, and I Patrick, I fucking hate that you vape. And it's better than him smoking. Yeah, I guess. But you can Except also get the, popcorn lung. Oh, that's it? A real thing. I will also go out on a limb and say, okay. I'm going to just say first that I hate all types of smoking, mm-hmm. except for, obviously... Same. Yeah. So, um, it looks way, way, way douchier than just a regular cigarette. Um, yeah, I would also add dorkier to that. Yeah. And this is somebody... I have a medical marijuana vape pen, which I love to use, but I know how I look doing it. No, I think yours looks like a fun Corella DeVille. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, vape shops are a huge part of Brooklyn now, sadly. I hate that. And you can pick out what's your a, flavor. What's a fad that you like that's like a, a f- new Brooklyn thing? Ooh, just like shops that just have like books and plants and crystals in them. That's not new though. It's, it's kind of new. Forever. No, it's kind of like. There are so many more of those shops where they're, like, super overpriced and they sell, Mm. like, a $50 candle. Ugh. And I get why it's bad, but could be worse, guys. Could be a vape shop. Could be. (laughs) And I like all those things independently. Crystals, books, plants. I feel like a lot of these things, like, there were establishments that did the thing, 
before it was cool. Like there's a crystal shop right by here that you, we can walk to that's that's been here forever. Mm-hmm. I also found like uh, like an old place that's been here forever that just sells hot sauces. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was Keep like, missed. oh, I love like, that place. Okay, good. You've just been here the whole time. Yeah, that place is wonderful. Yeah, there's there's a lot. I just hate everything new. I'm just gonna go out and say it. <laughs> oh, yesterday when I was wandering the neighborhood. I uh, saw our old friends, Madame Morbid's trolley, um, pulled up waiting for their tour to leave at 7, and I had had a couple drinks, and <laughs> I just went up and rapped on the door, and the, <gasps> the girl answered, who was our tour guide, too. Oh, my God. And she was like, hello, and I was like, hey, is Allison here? And she was like, no, she's not in on Saturdays. And I was like, okay, thanks, bye. And afterwards, I was like, was that a weird thing to do? Was that Kinda. a super weird thing to do? A little bit. But uh, it's a good segue into reminding people that we have a show coming up at Caveat NYC on April 9th. April 9th. I still don't know what what story I'm going to tell, but it's going to be You got to send it in. You got to send it in, dude. No. So they can advertise on their website. You have to send them your headshot and your bio. I did that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's good. Well, just tell Ginny which one you're doing. Okay. Um, anyway, it's going to be amazing, guys. Come out, get some tickets. We're going to tell some spooky stories. It's a fun time. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, we're going to be talking femme fatales. Mm-hmm. I also feel so alive now that it's spring. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reinvigorated. It's I have to snow today again, just so you know. I know. I see the clouds. But you know what is fun? You know what's really good? Tell me what's fun and good. Is that underneath that snow that we had that giant storm, the nor'easter, mm-hmm. last week... It keeps all the little daffodils nice and warm. So they're going to, like, poke out from mm-hmm. the snow, and they're ready to go. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for that. What's your favorite springtime flower? Ooh. Let me make it easy. Cherry Tulip blossom? or daffodil? Go. Oh. I guess a daffodil. I, I also like I cherry blossoms, but I guess those are more late spring. Um, okay. So, would you like for me to tell you a spooky tale? Sure. All right. So, I'm going to be talking to you today about something called an ITU. That's A-I-T-U. And these are Samoan ghosts um, that are malevolent and want vengeance. Oh, no. So, Samoans believe that people became possessed by either a spirit or an ancestor... When some social convention has been violated. What's an example? um, Well, Samoa is in a state of transition now, and more of the traditional social conventions are being violated every day. Changing dress codes, you know, less conservative, showing more skin. Changing attitudes of the young, people being glued to their cell phones, stuff like that. Um, Challenging to the role of elders and chiefs. So if you disrespect... Um, diminishing adherence to family duties. Ooh. Like, all of this. To me, I just needed to be clear, because, like, I use my four-prong every day. Yeah. But that's not something that would do this. Uh, no, unless you were doing it in a hateful way. Okay. Um, so all of those things and more can, uh, result in possession. You can become possessed. Wow. 
So possession in Samoa is called my Aitu or ghost sickness. Oh. If the country's transition from one of the most traditional societies uh, in the Pacific to a modern nation state continues to be painful as it seems to have been so far, they are not having an easy time catching up with you know, the looseness of modern morals, oh, I suppose. Um, so if this keeps happening, more and more uh, Samoans may seek the services of the traditional healer or Taulasi. Whoa. Would love to be in the booming Taulasi business. I can't even Samoa believe that right they're now. like, yeah, business is booming because booming of vape generation. Yep, vape juice is taking over. These kids need an exorcism. Wow. So the key role of the Talasi is to establish physical and mental harmony in their patients. Sounds great. I would like a personal one. In the Journal of Polynesian Society in the 70s, um, Richard Goodman, the author, wrote, quote, The healers explain the seemingly unexplainable, heal social rifts, facilitate confessions of sins, rid people of antisocial feelings by allowing their expression. Guys, is this a therapist? I think it is. I think it might be. So ghost sickness can take two forms, possession or good old bizarre behavior. Wait. Yep. So like a teenager starts acting differently? Kind of. And it's more like they, they claim that the victim will start talking with the voice of a dead person. Okay, that's clear. That's that's a good sign something's up. Right, yeah. right. And obviously that means there's a ghost or evil spirit. Um, the patient, as they call them, Oof. will be treated with strong-smelling plants such as beach pea, island rue, or tea plant. And in the case of possession, through reasoning with the ghost. So <laughs> okay. just to clarify, if you're acting weird, talking with a dead voice, you get this strong smelling plant and it does not say how you consume it i assume maybe a tea i don't know like an ayahuasca perhaps that would kind of make sense um but if you're actually possessed all they have to do is reason with the ghost oh my god (laughs) which to me makes this one of the least honestly out there this seems not like a not a big deal at all so Here are some superstitions that exist in Samoan culture. You got to cover your mirrors at night with any... uh, We see that a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Skeleton key, shout out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many a vain young girl hath been caught unawares by the jealous ghost of some ghoul while combing her hair or examining her visage. Ooh. Refrain from whistling. That's another one we've seen Especially before. indoors. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. This says don't do it when you're walking along the road at night because it will attract an evil spirit. Hey, guess what? <whistles> That's why you have a fucking demon downstairs whispering your name, dude. I don't care. Uh, guess what? They think that most times whistling gets your mouth ripped off or your jaw broken. Whoa. Yeah. I actually might, I have real bad TMJ, so it's going to rip that jaw right off. Yeah. Put it back Honestly, on. Honestly, I could use that. My yeah. jaw has been popping like crazy. Ugh, bad. Um, go fishing in even numbers, guys. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> I've been doing it wrong. I know. I feel like fishing is like one of the most 
calming solitary activities you could well, do. Unless you want an I2 to join your party to take the place of your missing member. I kind of would. Um, wait, this is also really funny addendum. Note, when fishing, if you can't find a friend to accompany you, ghosts will accept a sturdy stick stuck into the sand to represent <laughs> your missing friend. <laughs> Anytime that I'm without you, I'm just going to stick a stick Put near me. Put a big me. stick in the sand. Yeah, that's all I'm going to do. It's my friend. Aww. Um... Oh, uh, one of the worst things you can do, breaking a dish. Oh, I've done that a hundred times. Mm-hmm. On purpose, though? No, I think I think by accident. One uh, time I broke one on purpose because I was full of rage. Oh, my God. Here? No, I was like a teen oh, in oh, my okay. house, and everyone left, and I was like, they have, they have places that similar to the axe-throwing place where you can pay to hit dishes with I've a bat. I've seen that. I've seen that. I'd love to do that. Yeah, it's fun. But... Did you know that a broken dish means the immediate death of a family member? Well, no, you do now. but also, like, I hope it doesn't. Your family may be so extensive that you won't be notified of the death of, of this person. <laughs> but oh. know deep down in your guilty conscience as you sweep up the shards that somewhere your fifth cousin <laughs> has dropped in. Wow. Okay, wow. I don't really know what this means. Oh, ew, this is disgusting. I'm going to skip this one. Should I say it? I'm gonna yeah. say it. Yeah. I don't even should. understand why this would come up. This is if you have like some kind of sickness in your eye, some kind of eye infection. Okay. And it I says, mean, there's tons of reasons why that would happen. Uh, when you take your thin twig to poke at an inflamed sty, don't do that don't to begin do with. Uh, be sure to swirl it a time or two before you stick it in the way. <laughs> I hate this. I'm not gonna finish that. Um, disgusting. I'm, I don't think you should be sticking a, a thin don't stick in your eye. Don't ever stick in your eye. Especially if you have a sty. It's just going to go away. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, just steam it. Here's a good one, though. Don't act like a dead man. Even sure. <laughs> And wrap yourself in a sheet, even if it does look soft and comfy. <laughs> Lurking eye tube <laughs> may mistake you for a dead man and carry you away. So that's more, like, to, to make that make sense for me, it's like, when I wake up on a Saturday morning... I come out here on my on my couch, mm-hmm. and I'm like, let's get a little comfy and and watch some some mm-hmm. reruns. Yeah, as I do some work. Sure. Don't wrap myself up like well, a little burrito. No. And look too much like I could be dead. Don't come out here wrapped in in cloaked in your comforter. Put on your your business slanket right. and you know wear that instead. Maybe just having my glasses on would be en- enough. Yeah, or just yelling, I'm alive. Yeah, I think that would work the best. Hey, did you know that owls are ghosts and cats have seven lives? So be wary of passing owls when you're wandering about at night. Odds are you're being watched. And be careful not to incur the wrath of a cat as they can go back to haunt you six times. I call in bullshit. Be so lucky. Cats have nine lives. Um, I, too, are easily offended by obscene language, so it may be worthwhile to scream a few choice swear words should you find yourself face-to-face with one. Not a problem. Can you imagine? Won't be a problem. Just laying, wrapped up in a comforter, being like, fuck! Being like, fucking fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Shitty fuck! Uh, oh, I don't like this. Umbilical cords should be properly buried when they fall off, or else you'll leave your newborn restless and haunted. No, it's gotta be, that one's gotta be a little bit bullshitty because 
no one does it really. Yeah, and babies and are not all babies. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. It's rude to point at old Simone graves. You may offend the ghosts that live there. Go ahead. This only and- relates to old, old Simone rock graves, though. So I guess you can just go to town making fun of new. Well, graves. pointing especially used to be socially considered pretty rude. Oh, I didn't. So it's like that. a double thing. Oh yeah, I was taught as a kid to not ever point at anyone. Ooh. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Wait, this is crazy. This says, new cement graves don't count. This rule doesn't apply. They can be slept on top of and can even be used as a place to dry your laundry and pound cocoa. What? So you can really fuck up those graves? Uh, that seems weird. But you can't point on, at them. No. Should you find yourself under the influence of a curse and doctors can't find a thing wrong with you, uh, cutting off your long locks is always worth a try. Oh, no. If you were cursed by a jealous lady ghost, then odds are she wants you humbled. What do you do to humble yourself, I guess? Cut that hair off. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, and to close us out, this is just another Samoan ghost that I read about. This is just a tiny, tiny little sentence. Cool. He's called the long-toothed devil of Falilima. Ooh. In the village of Falilima, there dwelt a powerful devil who was possessed of a long tooth. <gasps> just a single long tooth? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just one tusk. Wow. After the death of this devil, who was called Nifoloa, long tooth, the tooth continued to grow <gasps> and ultimately extended under the earth to all pa- parts of the neighboring islands. Many people were bitten by this tooth, and the bite caused a bad sore, the evidence of which remain when the sore is healed. People who are bitten by the tooth are referred to now as Nifoloa. One long tooth. Wow. I'm going to go ahead, though, and say um, it's more of a stab. Yeah, and if it is... Because how do you bite? It's, it's just a single out, tooth. If it's spreading out, then is it getting wider, or is it just like one long... Thin tooth. Hopefully what's happening is it's proportionally growing. I would hope. Yeah. But I don't know. Me neither. There's no way to know. Mm-hmm. We gotta go and find out. Ooh, anyway, I don't Simone's like it. Simone's got some fun ghosts. I'm into Can it. Can you imagine if that was like a thing you had where you're like, yeah, my tooth won't stop growing. I have one long tooth. I mean, excuse me, animals like rabbits, they have to be constantly sharpening their, or yeah. not sharpening, <laughs> filing down their teeth so they don't grow into their own faces. Oh, that can happen. My God. Yeah. Like, that can happen to any animal that has long, flat teeth. So they don't grow into their own faces? Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen. Oh, no. I'm going to... I'm going to... Sorry, dude. Do an accidental Google later that I'm going to regret. There been, I know that sometimes people find, like, goats where that's happened, that they'll die because, like... What? Yeah. It's happened. I know. It's. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you about it. This is up there with the 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 stuff that I'm that I'm never gonna be able to erase from my mind. I'm sorry. This, this is just like born without a face. No. It's just like fe- it's yeah. It's not gonna worse. be like that until you Google it, and then it'll Harlequin. Really... Yeah, it really is. Never forget the time I googled no face count. Oh, that was good. That was fun. Ugh. Well, I love that. Yeah, it makes me really be like, I like maybe that Samoa ghost. has like the. The least harmful ghosts, I think. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like, it just seems like ghosts that it's are kind like of just keeping you in back check. in my day. We yeah, didn't being like be respectful. Stop yeah. cursing. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I love that you can like make it. You can offend it away from you by just being like, "Here's some bad like, words." Fuck you, idiot. You fucking. Oh, idiot. and they'll be like, "So rude." Like, I never. It's probably not what a Samoan person would say. 
Well, so rude. Who's to say? Ooh, listener, I am thrilled to tell you that Steph mm-hmm. has her old companion guide out. Yeah. Her giant tome. The Encyclopedia of Ghosts and Spirits by Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Wow. It's Third beautiful. edition. Mm-hmm. Forward by Troy Taylor. Okay. Here's a little, a little, uh, little taste. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> little book ASMR for you. What fun, what fun. What fun indeed. All right, let me get to the page I need. So I wanted to do this uh, last week, but I just didn't have enough research on it. Um, In honor of St. Patrick's Day. Yes. But today we're going to briefly, because we could go on and on. There's a lot of history here, but I'm going to be covering Leap Castle or Lep Castle. I... Forget to look up how to pronounce these things. I'm First pretty sure it's leap. Can we go there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Done. Yeah. It's done. Um, okay. Former stronghold of the O'Carroll family. Widely regarded as the most haunted castle in Ireland. <gasps> Shut up. Yep. Leap Castle was built by the powerful O'Carroll Sept or clan, the Princes of Ellie, who were chieftains in their area of County Offaly. It's Bloody history has left it with unpleasant hauntings. Oh, my God. Unpleasant. Um, According to lore, it's very, very cursed because of how much evil shit happened in the castle. Whoa. Yeah. Nothing but ill befalls the owners of the castle, so much so that it's now just in a trust. Nobody owns it. Oh. Yeah. But then, like, if you're in the trust, are you like... I gotta get out of this. I'm not even sure the nature get of like the trust. The east of the. It trust. may be like, I have no idea. Mm. It may belong to like the land itself. Who even knows? Yeah. Here's a little history. Some violent events that contribute to the hauntings mm-hmm. happened in the 16th century. Okay. Castle was old. Castle was owned by the O'Bannon clan, secondary chieftains to the O'Carroll clan, uh, which obtained ownership of the castle. So I guess they're just a related family club. The O'Carroll clan was renowned for their fierceness and merciless treatment of enemies, which is really funny to me, because imagining someone being like, oh, I shudder to think of what the O'Carrolls are going to do to me. <laughs> like, you know, Carol. Carol's not a fierce you know or merciless name whatsoever. Maybe it was back then. I, it, it 100% it was, yeah. and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, they were so horrible, even to each other. If there was rival clan members, like, I'm going to say the word clan sometimes in this episode, guys, <laughs> and I don't love Drink it. Drink every time Steph says clan. Well, I don't love it, but it's just a thing. So in 1532, the O'Carroll chieftain died, and because of that, a lot of infighting happened over a successor. Two brothers vied for the spot. One of them was a priest. One day... The priest was doing mass for a group of clan members in the 14th century tower of the castle. Mm -hmm. The rival brother, whose name was One-Eyed Tige O'Carroll, or Tig, One-Eyed Tig, maybe? Burst in, just burst into mass. And ran him through with a sword. Oh, fuck. So he's like, let us proclaim the mystery of, oh my God, he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He burst in with his one eye and slaughtered him. The room became known as Bloody Chapel, obviously. Yeah, good name, good name. Yeah. Can you imagine just being like, my plan worked, and all the parishioners were like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. What the and you're fuck? Like, Sorry. I this came was here like, today not for church. Yeah, but. God was watching this whole thing. <laughs> that is a yeah. genuine Ugh, I hate it. In another violent event, one-eyed Tej, I'm gonna call him Tej, even though that's not <laughs> how you pronounce his name. Exactly. Invited some of his uh, rivals who were like in his family mm-hmm. to a lavish dinner at the castle. When they had all sat down, no. he had them all massacred. No! Yeah. Ooh, that's some real, like, Reigns of Castamere stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Red Wedding type shit. Mm-hmm. Other enemies met gruesome fates. In one corner of the Bloody Chapel, there was a secret dungeon called the Oubliette. Oh, oh, I know about yeah, the Yeah, the floor of which was covered in spikes. Mm-hmm. Victims were hurled through a trap door... <sighs> And left to suffer and die upon the spikes. Oh my god, I hate that. The Oubliette claimed countless victims. There's also an underground network of tunnels and just secret chambers that house more victims. All throughout the castle. Just like to torture them? Yeah, and like secret dungeons. Even little sections within the walls that they would put people in. Oh, wow. The O'Carroll clan was the last to surrender to the British in the 17th century. Leap passed into the ownership of the Darby clan when Jonathan Darby married an O'Carroll princess. Shout out to Darby O'Gill and Lowell people. Shout out to Darby O'Gill and Lowell people every single time. You're my dear, my darling, one year I is a perfect My pretty Irish girl. Sean Connery. Anyway, Darby was a royalist during the Civil War and was known as the Wild Captain. What? Yep, for his fierce fighting. Legend holds that he accumulated a hoard of treasure, which he hid in the castle with the help of two servants. But guess what? Oh, no. He murdered those two servants. Oh, come on. Why you gotta bite the hand that feeds? So that nobody would know the secret location but him. Yes. When the royalists lost the war, Darby was arrested for treason and sent to prison for many years. Good. He Fuck you, Darby. He went insane in prison, and when he was released, he couldn't even remember the location of his treasure. What? And it's said to still be there to this day. <gasps> we definitely have to go. Yeah, I'm sure no one's tried to find okay, it. Okay, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Skeletons of victims, like I said, um, were just bricked up in the walls. <gasps> when they were found there by people that have tried to like restore the castle or explore it, mm-hmm. they've just been left there. They were like, what? you know, it'd probably be best if we just left these here. They don't want to give them a proper no, burial? No, they don't. No. Uh, in 1922, the castle was burned by an IRA mob while the Darbys were living in England. Great. They vandalized it. And hung the castle's tame peacocks from the <gasps> meat hooks on the tower. No! Oh no! I know. You know that I lived in a castle with tame peacocks. Yes, wait, yeah. that's so sad. Isn't it sad? Oh my god, those poor babies. Yeah, put them on the meat hooks. No. Shocked, the Darbys gave uh, the ruined castle to an old woman, a family retainer. Her life fell on misfortune. Yeah, that poor woman. She soon died of a gangrenous leg. Ew, ew. <laughs> yeah. Imagine inheriting a, a castle and being like, yes, 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 yes. And then be like, oh, no, my, my leg. leg. <laughs> yeah, just, you're dead. The castle was eventually purchased in 1975, very recent, yeah. by Peter and Mide Gerard and, as an investment. Consider how much a castle would cost. Before I say this next thing. Okay. After becoming convinced that the castle and the entire area around it were evil, they sold it at a loss. Huh. 
Okay. They just sold it for less money than they bought it. That's how evil they thought it was. Wow. Yeah. Leap was purchased by Peter Bartlett, an Australian and a member of the O'Bannon clan. Oh, Back okay. in O'Bannon, O'Carrollham. He set out to restore the ruined ca- castle, but soon fell on ill health, Mm-mm. and his finances started sucking and became oh, wrecked, no. and he died in 1989, like a couple years after buying it. Oh, God. And now it's in a trust. There's just no one, nobody Let's has it. fucking buy it, dude. Nothing worse no. can happen to us. Mm-mm. Wanna find out a couple of haunting shits is happening? Please! The Darbys, when they were living in it, experienced many unpleasant phenomena during their ownership. Um, an active room was the state bedroom, and none of the servants would go in there Ooh. at all. Guests of the Darbys were terrified by an apparition of a tall woman dressed in a red gown. Ooh, sounds classy, though. Mm-hmm. She appears with a right hand raised in a menacing gesture like she's about to strike you with a oh weapon. Oh, my God, no. Yes. Ooh, so, like, like a lady hand Macbeth raised up. Around exactly forever. right. She is thought to be the ghost of an O'Carroll princess murdered centuries earlier. Murdered. Most frightening of all is the thing. <laughs> what? Okay. A foul-smelling, horrid apparition that seems to be half human, half elemental. What? It appears on the tower stairs. The thing is thought to be a thought form. I'm going to tell you what that is. Yeah, please do. Don't worry, I got it. Oh my God. A thought form is something I actually had to look up. And yeah. I think you have this encyclopedia. It's a really good thing. Oh no. Okay, no, I, I found it. So a thought form, it's an artificial form that acts like a ghost. Okay. In occultism, thought forms arise from concentrated human thoughts and emotions, expended in a place, or they can be created deliberately by magic. What? Mm-hmm. An example of a haunting thought form would be an artificial entity that seems attached to a battlefield. Okay. Where intense emotional energy and mass and mass dying occurred. Such an entity might take a human form or might be an un, um, undefined present that conveys pain, suffering, or negative energy. So imagine wow. like a cloud. Yeah. A highly energized thought form can exhibit a personality and <gasps> seeming self-awareness. That's awesome. Yeah. But and it totally is in line with what we feel about like if there's enough energy mm-hmm. of the same type somewhere, it right. just manifests as a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just you can like just create energy. a thing. Yeah. And it's called the thing in this case. Oh my god, I love it. I know, and it smells really bad. Oh god. Um, and this thought form in particular that lives in Leap Castle on the stairs was created by the violence and gruesome deaths that took place in the castle over so many years. Oof. All those oubliette deaths. Oh yeah. Peter Gerard's mother, Louise Ashby, um, so that's one of the the two guys that bought it in '75, um, was invited to stay. And she was so uncomfortable the entire night, she felt like someone or something was hovering at the end of her bed. No. Near Leap is Burr Castle, owned by Lord and Lady Roos. Oh. Burr sits on a site once owned by the O'Carroll clan as well. Oh, okay. Lady wow, Roos, they had a lot of property. an archaeologist, <gasps> believes, get ready, dude, the area around Leap to be the crossroads of powerful ley lines oh my god fucking ley lines i'm gonna get into it the energy of which can be manipulated for good or evil lady Roos witnessed an attempted exorcism of the malevolent ghost at leap by a mexican medium the exorcism failed 
Perhaps due to the retentive influences of the earth energy generated by the lays. Oh my god. I'm going to tell y'all a little bit about ley lines right now, just real fast. Um, So earlier last week, I went, I just texted Robin being like, girl, I'm in like hour four of just on the internet, yeah. looking up stuff about do ley a lines. Up about these. Yeah, I think that we will. I think what we're what I'll eventually do is look up ancient uh, sites like Stonehenge and mm-hmm. such, and talk about the ley lines surrounding them. But I'll I'll give you a little bit about it right now. What are they? Ley lines are alignments of powerful, invisible Earth energy that crisscross the planet. So you could be on one right now. Ooh. They're believed to be spiritual and magical. Um, and very important. And also believed to be a role in hauntings. Ley lines, they're measured by dowsing. Robin's got a pair of dowsing rods. You can find them. There we go. Um, They are observed around... Well, researchers have kind of found out that they're around ancient sacred sites like churches, temples, stone circles, megaliths, holy wells, burial sites, and locations situated on ley lines. Um, Yeah, most of them, it's not a coincidence that they're like ancient, important gathering places for folks. Lays were named and described in 1925 by Alfred Watkins, an English beer salesman. Oh, I love him. Definitely to be trusted. An amateur antiquarian. Published, uh, he publishes research in the old straight track, which, (laughs) god damn it, I wish was still in print. (laughs) Watkins suggested that all holy sites and places of antiquity are connected by a pattern of a natural earth energy lines. You're drunk. You're drunk, Watkins. All that be. Watkins claimed that the lays were the, quote, old straight tracks, which crossed the landscape of prehistoric Britain and represented all types of early man's activities, like um, how people used to, uh, the, the ways people would walk to bury their dead, mm-hmm. or the quickest way to find water, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, trade routes, astronomical sites, holy sites like that. Um, a lot of them have like natural, you can see like the horizon well by them. Mm-hmm. You can see like, it's just like too good of a place for it yeah. to be a coincidence. Um, Watkins also noted that the inclusion of the word lay, L-E-Y, is in many villages and farms through which the alignments pass. Oh, just coincidentally? No. Okay. Like these were towns and villages that were uh, established when people would have known uh-huh. that these lays were a thing. Okay. Lay um, centers, there's so much that I can't tell about ley lines generally. Yeah. This is just like a very, very quick, in this next minute, I'll wrap up about what they are. So lay centers radiate at least seven ley lines and are found over magnetic fields or blind springs. Gotta look up what a blind spring is. <laughs> I think it's probably an underground spring. Uh, one of the most famous centers, Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Yep. According to J. Havelock Findler, English dowser and agricultural scientist. Robin, please English get your dowser. degree in that. Here we go. The construction of sites on ley lines may charge up the ground and impart a charge to the structures themselves. Even entire towns Whoa. can be affected by ley lines. Ley lines have also have been used for funeral processions, like I said. Mm-hmm. In lore, have been um, known as roads traveled by the dead. <gasps> Ghosts. What? Yup. Let's do a fucking ley line tour. Yeah. Lays are also referred to as fairy tracks. Just oh. saying the fairies also use them. So what they think is that they're like the main, like consider it, ghosts can go however they want. 
But they but, can only go along these tracks? No, they can go wherever they want. But if they want to get somewhere fast, it's like the highway. You're taking the lane line. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, real scientists discount ley lines, but nonetheless. <laughs> but fuck that. There is, like, I'm pretty sure there's some stuff out there that does uh, support the fact that there's a magnetic signature that's that's different mm-hmm. at these haunted sites. That And, you know, I mean, I think that there is something to it because, you know, birds fly a certain way based on the magnetic fields. Mm-hmm. Like, animals react to that kind of type shit. There's no reason we wouldn't have before we started putting magnets everywhere around us, like in computers and cell phones and mm-hmm. destroying how we connect to the world. My mom was also telling me that some people have now, this is her verbatim words, quote, more magnets in their brains than others. And I will find out what she means. Okay. <laughs> Please let but, me But uh, my immediate, I didn't ask her anything about it. I just was yelling, how many magnets do I have? How, how <laughs> do I find out my magnets? And she was like, that's not what I'm, you need to show up. <laughs> Get an MRI. You'll find out really fast. Yeah. She obviously doesn't mean magnets. Okay. But she means something. I mean, Lordy Lou, I do not know. I will find out and report back to you all. Yeah, maybe she means like they respond more to magnetic poles or something. I think it's like a sense of direction thing where if you have a good sense of where you are and like directionally, you have more magnets. I don't know. (laughs) I I don't think I have any magnets. Yeah, you do. Um, God, I can't stop thinking about the oubliette. It's a fun word to say as well. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, oublier means forget, though. So what does that mean? Like, the forgetter? I don't know. Well, either way... It's it the Irish. Of, Who knows what they thought it meant? It reminds me of one of, like, the worst... Because, like, have you ever clicked on one of those, like, ranker lists that's, like, 10 old-timey, like, torture things? Every day. Um, so oubliettes are usually on there, and there's another one that, like... Seems like the grossest, worst thing that could ever happen. Mm-hmm. And I forget what it was called, but it was, like, a way of slowly killing, like, a prisoner, like, executing, um, where you would put them in a boat and you would, like, I think cover, like, the the bottom of the boat around them. They would be laying down. You would cover it with, like, milk and honey. And then you put, like, a top on it. So your head is sticking out. So it's kind of like you're in a coffin, but your head is sticking out and the coffin is full of milk and honey. And then they force feed you milk and honey and set you like a drift down the river. And so eventually you're just like, you're like stewing in your own shit from like shitting out milk and honey and also attracting like a ton of bugs because, oh my like, God. they're drawn to the smell of the milk and honey, and they just, like, cover your entire face and, like, eat you. It's just, like, a nightmare. I forget what it was called, but oh my I can't God. believe, first of all, that somebody ever came up with this. Yeah. And second of all, that the, the, the idea of having to die that way seems Surrounded so by bad. milk, yeah. Covered in your own shit, um, smelling like shit and milk and honey, covered in bugs, breathing in bugs... Floating down a river. Just oh God. everything about it is bad. That's really shitty. Ooh, I don't like it. Oh, no. Yeah. Well. Well. R.I.P. all those guys thrown down the oubliette. 
Sorry, everyone. Yeah, that must have sucked. Can you imagine being, like, alive because all the, the spikes got you in, like, not too bad of spots? Right, and just being but like, then, ow. But then, like, a couple days later, like, another guy's thrown, and you're like, oh, I hope he lives so I have some company, but he doesn't. He doesn't, and then you're just like, fuck. Yeah. You gotta eat that Until guy. eventually someone falls on top of you and, like, finally a spike, like, impales your face. You're dead. <laughs> That's so dark. Just wishing for death in the oh oubliette. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wishing for Death in the Oubliette is the name of Steph's yeah. blues album. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. It'll be coming out in 2020. It's fusion blues and uh, Robin's favorite type of music, which is... Scat singing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the tune of Santa Baby. I was going to say samba, because that's what I said in the Oh, last that's episode. right. Yeah, we were talking samba. Um, guys... Thank you for joining us. Guys, thank so you for much. joining Do you us. Any tips? Uh, I think my main tip would be... Uh, man, you know, I'm thinking a lot about, you know, these, these fighting chieftains and these clansmen fighting together. And Mm -hmm. I just want to say, like, if, if you're fight with your brother, you guys should make up like, yeah, figure it out. You don't have too many siblings and whatever you do, don't wait until he's conducting mass and then drive it, blast in and drive a sword through him. That's not going to solve anybody's problems. Super rude. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking, yeah. I'm looking at you, One-Eyed Teach. Oh, Teach. I wonder what happened to him. End. If anybody knows what happened to One-Eyed Teach, let me know. I would love to know as well. Yeah. Um, I think my tip would be if more than one person has, like, fallen extremely ill or died while owning something, like, don't own it. Don't, mm. don't ask to buy it. You're not going to be the one that it doesn't happen to. Yeah. Just yeah. don't risk it. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. That's a good tip. Thank you. That's like with the Divic box, too. Mm-hmm. Just stop buying it. Yeah, stop passing stop it Stop trying to give it as a gift to Nobody's people. gonna be its one true master no. and, like, know how to control it. No, no. It's or, like, the Hope Diamond, which I'm going to cover soon. Ooh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me what episode it is so I can just read a whole Wikipedia page about the diamond from Titanic. <laughs> the same one. The same exact one, only like the fake version, yes. like the fake history of it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I will. At the end, the old lady drops it in the ocean. <laughs> and then I'll play a clip from Oops, I Did It Again video where she plays, you know. Yes, whatever. I know exactly what you're talking about. My God, but I thought the old lady dropped it in the ocean at the end. Guys, if you haven't seen the Oops, I Did It Again video, there's a whole Titanic interlude. I love Britney Spears. She's a genius. I love um, her. Okay, so we also love you very much. Please we love you so much. Email us. That's the spirit podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on the Twitters and the Instagram mm-hmm. at That's Spirit Podcast. And at Spirit Pod on Twitter. And um, um, we'll see you in hell. We'll see you in hell. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.